0: Coming up on Tech News Today, Apple fixes that tracking thing, and we've got a little more explanation of uh, what's going on with Steve Jobs and Phil Schiller from All Things D's Ina Fried. Also, CNET gets sued by the on guy, and Intel gives Moore's Law a whooping. will have more coming up. Netcasts you love.
1: From people you trust.
0: This, this is TWIT. This is Tech News Today for Wednesday, May 4th, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies streamed to your PC, Mac, or TV instantly. Plus, get DVDs by mail and about a business day for your free 30-day trial. Go to netflix.com slash twit. Welcome to Tech News Today. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Sarah Lane. I'm Maya Zaktar. And joining us today from All Things D's Mobilized blog, senior editor of Mobilized, Ina Fried. Hi, Ina. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Ina. Howdy. I really appreciate having you along. Uh, We've got a story right off the top that you were covering over there on Mobilized. Apple is finally updating their iPhone OS uh, to, well, reduce the amount of location data stored and give you the option to get rid of it, right?
2: Yeah, so this came out of that whole flap about a week and a half ago where some researchers said, oh my goodness, there's all this location data on your phone. Everyone assumed it was the actual location data. Apple says it's not actually exactly where your phone's been, but it's the relevant portion of a crowdsourced database. But in any case, it was a years, or in some cases, many months worth of data that was on the phone, and it was on there whether or not you had location data. So what Apple's done with this software update is they've changed three things. One, uh, it'll be a shorter amount of data. Two, it won't back up to iTunes. And three, if you turn off location preferences so you're not using uh, location-based information, then it'll clear the cache entirely.
0: That makes sense because if, you, if, you, uh, if all this was was a subset of a crowdsourced database meant to help you find better connections and, and, and location faster, you don't need that backed up on iTunes, right?
2: Well, you know, the funny thing is that Apple said, ideally, actually, you'd have the whole database there, the whole world. Uh, so that it wouldn't have to connect to a server. And the reason it had so much was because it was a small amount of total data. So the whole amount of data, even though it was like a year's worth of where you May have been. It was only like half the size of a song. So, you know, the idea was, well, why not have a bunch of it on there? Clearly, the issue of why not is because then you have a pretty good idea of everywhere you've been in the last year.
0: And the biggest bug, and you, you actually talked to Steve Jobs and Phil Schiller, the biggest bug they said was that this should go away if you turn off location services because you don't need it anymore.
2: You don't need it and you shouldn't be contributing to it because this is actually built using anonymous aggregated data from all the iPhone users out there. And if you don't opt into location based services, then you shouldn't also be contributing to this database either. Um, But as Steve Jobs points out, if you opt out of location based services, you're opting out of a lot. I mean, part of the value of these smartphones is the fact that they do know where you are. So yes, you have the option to opt out of location based services. Um, but that's a pretty big out for those that choose it.
0: Do you think Apple could have done a better job of of, of telegraphing what this was for? I mean, people in the forensic community knew about this a long time ago, uh and and Apple didn't say anything about it. And and now everybody's got the wrong idea about what this file is because uh, you know, people's mothers and grandmothers folks are writing in and telling us they they think the iPhone tracks you now because of this.
2: Yeah, I mean, what Apple said is that they took their time because they wanted to really understand the problem. And while there's merit to that, the challenge is for a week there was silence. And so people, you know, it allowed a lot to get in motion. You know, Congress was having hearings, all this stuff happened. And people just assumed for that week that the iPhone was tracking you. First of all, the database apparently wasn't you exactly. It was the general area you've been, but also it wasn't sending that data anywhere. I mean, one of the concerns initially was with that much location data, it was a lot in the hands of attackers if they ever got it. But the issue here is it wasn't really sending that data anywhere. Um, So this idea that it was tracking you implies two things. One, that it was collecting it and two, that it was sending it somewhere. And it really never was sending it anywhere.
0: How did you get Steve Jobs and Phil Schiller to, to do an interview with you? Those guys never talk to anybody.
2: Well, you know, Apple talks uh, when they want to talk, and this was a time where they decided that you know they really did want to clear the air. You know, they did they have a, a message and they wanted to get it out. Um, you know, and they they chose a few folks, and I was fortunate enough to be one of them.
0: You're you're good at getting those folks. I know. I know when uh, we were both working at CNET, you would always get uh, Bill Gates interviews, Steve Ballmer interviews. So so good job, know Thanks. <laughs> Let's move on to Intel, uh, mass-producing 3D transistors. That's the headline anyway, and that's going to give people a, a big misimpression about what's going on here. Uh, <clears throat> the transistors are not delivering 3D programming. The transistors themselves are, in fact, three-dimensionals. This is, uh, this is going to be a part of the new Ivy Bridge processor series that we'll get in the second half of the year. 22 nanometers using Trigate Transistors they expect to begin commercial production later this year. The idea here is that uh, in in a current transistor, you have one plane, uh, a planar channel that is running uh, your your gate right running through your gate, so you can turn it on, you can turn it off in the same amount roughly the same amount of space. If you tilt the plane up on its side, you can actually fit more channels running it's, through
1: it's kind of like more surface area without really expanding the overall
0: container size so yeah instead of a planar panel uh, you're replacing it by what they're calling fins which gives it more surface area and makes it more conductive
3: it's a bit of a complex concept and Intel actually did a really good job putting together a YouTube video you can see it on a gadget you can see it probably at Intel and it, they show you what they're trying to do this is uh, theoretically going to have a lot more power savings on on these processors and Intel's been gunning for that mobile market for I don't know how long now and they're still losing out to ARM architecture. So this might be the jump for them. They also had a video of of these processors actually working in three different devices already. So this is not just a theoretical concept. Yeah. This is something they have working right now with Windows 7 and a couple of games actually.
1: Well, I mean, the basic stats are really impressive. I mean, 37% increase in performance, potentially 50% decrease in power usage. Wow but on an only 3% increase in cost per wafer to manufacture these. And that, those numbers sound really promising.
3: And Intel also has the, they've gotten so good at making these chips, sometimes they artificially hamstring them, you know, so you have to pay a little extra to get a boost. So, I mean, I would imagine we're, we're going to see something similar with this.
0: It's going to take them a couple of years to get the, uh, the factories, the foundries uh, up and running, producing these in large numbers. But it is also going to let them move on to uh, 14 nanometer and possibly 11 nanometer uh, transistors, which is, you know, keeping they're keeping them up with Moore's law. They're, they're beating the crap out of Moore's law. Right, Ina? Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing that we need every couple of years. I
2: mean, you always have these predictions. If nothing changes, then, you know, we're, Moore's law will end by XXX. And we've never hit that date because when we get closer, there's always a breakthrough like this. I mean, we are approaching The physical limits of the size of atoms and molecules and that sort of thing, but we've gone further than some people thought we would ever go and this will allow it to go further Um, again by changing the way that we do it so that as we move to these ever smaller geometries, there's still enough area to have the you know the circuit work to have it not leak too much current and all that you know basically just means we can keep moving down that path of smaller cheaper electronics that we all love
0: couple comments in the chat room one yes uh, transistors were already three dimensional it was the planar conductive panel that was it's 2d Qu- Stop being so literal, chat room. <laughs> it just means they're building it up. Uh, and also, some, I, I think we may have given you a misimpression. They are going to be building the 22 nanometer uh, Ivy Bridge processors later this year. Just they won't get into full production in, in massive amounts uh, for a couple of years. Uh, same, same is true of Sandy Bridge. Sandy Bridge is in lower production amounts and is ramping up as they go so but you will be able to buy an Ivy Bridge uh, uh, g- computer possibly by the end of this year and definitely by uh, the first part of 2012.
3: You think this has competitors freaking out entirely I mean, I don't know what AMD's got in the pipeline and there's <laughs> NVIDIA trying to get into the processor game.
0: Well you know what it's freaking out NVIDIA is because uh, NVIDIA shipping volumes are just reported to have gone down 28 percent year-over-year while AMD is posting 15.4 percent growth and Intel posting 9.4 percent growth growth and that's because of on-die GPUs if you've got this kind of uh, power efficiency uh, and, 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 uh, and um, uh, speed, you can do a lot more with on-die GPUs, and that's where, that's where everything's moving. Uh, AMD's Lano is rumored to be three times the performance of Sandy Bridge. And Ivy Bridge, the one we're talking here with the Trigate transistors, uh, is rumored to threaten mid-range discrete GPUs. So NVIDIA's got to move over to making those ARM mobile products and Project Denver and all that stuff if they want to remain competitive.
3: Yeah, for the most part, things like Sandy Bridge and and AMD's Fusion Orlando, whatever they're actually calling it officially, those things can really take care of a lot of the you know medium lifting not the heavy lifting stuff that you need a real graphics uh, GPU for but these are these things are just good enough that they can displace things like Nvidia I mean we've seen Nvidia actually allow their SLI technology to be on AMD motherboards so maybe they're just desperate trying to get their trying to get some kind of foothold everywhere at the same time
0: All right the story just uh breaking as as we got down here uh as we were prepping for the show uh, looks like our old friend uh, Alki David, along with many rappers, including Detron Bendris of Two Live Crew, uh, Trisco Smith Pearson of Force M D S, D'Angelo Holmes of the Yin Yang Twins,
1: ah, uh, the Yin Yang Twins,
0: bringing a class action lawsuit against CBS Interactive uh, because CNET's Download allowed folks to download LimeWire, and LimeWire is in in the phase of its its uh, trial where they're figuring out just how many how much damages LimeWire owns. O's for fostering copyright infringement.
1: Well, Tom, and you know, you both used to work at CNET, obviously owned by CBS Interactive. D- could you can you recall a time where you said, "Download LimeWire. This is great, even if it's illegal."
0: Well, that's that's what the uh, complaint, which is lodged in Los Angeles federal court, accuses them, uh, CNET, <laughs> of offering videos, articles, and other media that instructed how to use P2P software to locate pirated copies of copyrighted works. So it's not just the offering, but it's also the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alki David had a video a while ago. Uh, he has since replaced it with a different video where he showed a CNET video that I had done, uh, and and this is the part he played right here. Let you share files over a P2P. Well, now whoa, whoa, whoa! Not all file sharing is illegal. Maybe most of it, but not all. Pa- okay, so so that's what he showed to make it look like I was like. Right. Maybe most of it, wink, wink, wink. But if we keep playing, this is what I say right there are after free that: videos, games, and even music that people want to share legally. I'm Tom Merritt from CNET.com. Here's a quick tip for how to use LimeWire to download legal files. So the entire video is is, is uh, the point of it is to show you how to find the legal stuff on LimeWire.
1: Well, I mean, if his argument is taking little sound bites out of context from CNET hosts. Uh, where you could easily pull up the rest of the video and say, well, no, this is my whole instructional video was about legally using LimeWire. What, what, what's wrong with this guy? What's his case?
0: Uh, well, his case could be if he finds other pieces of content that uh, mm-hmm. seem to induce infringement, because that's what these P2P uh, software companies have come under fire for. Uh, and if he can find other articles or, or other videos where the intention seems to be to say, here's how to get the illegal stuff...
3: Now, download.com did host these files, though. They did have it these did files it, on their yeah, servers. Yeah, but that's they not the only.
2: File yeah. there, but not the illegal sound files themselves. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, and, you know, folks should contact their own lawyers. I know CBS Interactive has plenty of them, but it would strike me that, you know, what they're saying is you showed a user how to use a separate service to get illegal things. I mean, that's that's a long way from the actual infringement. Um, in general, folks, folks that host content, um, even content that then itself can be used illegally tend not to be found liable. Even So even if LimeWire is liable for the contributory infringement of its users, it seems a stretch to think that anyone that offered LimeWire for download is therefore uh, liable. So you've got two issues. One is, you know, was hosting it itself a problem? And then you have the issue of, you know, were cnet or anyone else showing people how to use it to do illegal things which uh, again i mean there's you know instructions on the internet to make a bomb but the crime is making a bomb not teaching people how to
1: tom you said our old friend elki david uh should we uh, know elki david from something
0: right we've talked about him a couple of times on tech news today uh first of all because of his service film on mm. uh which provided you the ability to watch over-the-air broadcasts online in a very good uh, piece of software. It worked really well, on, and it was free on the iPad. You could just go to his website, and you could watch CBS, NBC, ABC. Uh, I think they were mostly the L.A. channels uh, streaming on the iPad. Good quality stuff, but he didn't have the approval of the networks, and they went to court and, and put an injunction against him to stop. And, and so he has now gone against particularly CBS and Viacom, uh, it seems like he has a a, b- a beef with Sumner Red- Redstone. Or figures that's where a lot of money is. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe because NBC is, you know, <laughs> so now, Nobody now he watches should go after NBC, after Comcast. Let's go after CBS. Maybe he's got friends at Comcast. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it, it, this this case will hinge on whether he can show inducement in the content on CNET, uh, which is questionable.
3: Well, that lower third did say how to download legal file so well, that I mean, that
0: one but if you could find other content i, I don't know you know you there's lots an, of articles and
3: videos there. Just have an interesting video saying these are paid CNET employees saying yeah, yeah. things like you can download software
0: even then though i don't know if just having content that says you know this is where illegal stuff is is enough to convict you of copyright infringement because you're not even providing the software
2: no yeah, I mean, imagine the real-world analog here. You know, I could tell you the part of Taiwan where you can find bootleg DVDs.
0: Really? But...
1: Can you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just walked on the street.
0: We'll talk after. <laughs> no, but you're right. You, you know, you, uh, that is not illegal for you to tell me what neighborhood that's in. All right, let's uh, t- take a break and uh, thank our sponsor, Netflix. Uh, who bring you the ability to stream legal videos, uh, movies and television shows. In fact, a lot of people are saying Netflix is responsible for a decline in P2P traffic uh, because they're, they're one of the folks giving you a legal alternative where you don't have to worry about whether what you're doing is, is, is legal or illegal. And you can watch thousands of TV episodes and movies. They have great stuff. I was just watching Hearts in Atlantis last night on my iPad. Uh, off of Netflix streaming, and the, and the reason was I just finished the book, and th- this is what's great about Netflix. I just finished the book, and I was like, well, I kind of want to watch this movie now and see what it's like. So I uh, I just pulled out my iPad, did a search. There it was. Watch instantly. Boom! I was watching it in seconds.
1: Now, when you watch a movie on your iPad, do you use the Smart Cover? Are You just holding it. I had it. Do you I had stick it, it on uh, a magnet on the wall. I was.
0: Uh, I had it uh, propped up next to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, just using the Smart Cover. And smart Cover is not really the best way. I like my old uh, iPad cover. That that provided a nice tripod thing. But Smart Cover works okay.
1: Good. Good. Good flick.
0: But yeah, uh, I, I let.
1: Yeah. It was a. It
0: was. Let's say Anthony Hopkins, fantastic. Sure. Having just read the book. I felt like the movie...
1: That is a very was, common reaction yeah, to the movies after reading It was a little a really bit of a,
0: of a summary of, mm-hmm. of the book. Uh, but I was glad I watched it. And you can stream... Uh, you don't have to watch it on an iPad or an iPhone or even a, a desktop PC. You can stream it to your PC or Mac. Uh, if you got an Xbox 360, a PS3, or Nintendo Wii, you can be watching Netflix movies on your television. And you get DVDs by mail in about a business day. Why not give it a shot? Try it out for free for 30 days. We give you a whole month here at Twit. Netflix.com slash twit is the place to go. Uh sign up, no obligation, 30 days free, and it lets them know that you support what we do at Twit. We thank them for their support of Tech News today. Spotify unveiling a new part of their service that allows you to download MP3s. Uh you know, they're 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 best known as a streaming and subscription service, but now you'll be able to buy bundles of tracks. Ten tracks cost you eight pounds. 15 tracks, 10 pounds, 40 tracks, 25 pounds, and 100 tracks, 50 pounds. Of course, this is only available in Europe. Don't have the euro numbers here. Only have the British pound numbers. Uh, but you can then sync your tracks to iPods and to apps on iOS and Android and wirelessly sync playlists. Once you create a playlist in the Spotify uh, um, software on your desktop you can actually uh, just it, it'll sync wirelessly to your apps
3: and one of the reasons That's they're awesome. offering these bundles instead of giving you like one track of one one payment is that they are suggesting that you download stuff by playlist so if you had a playlist that your friend had suggested you could just click buy and you would get all of them that way so if it's 10 or 15 songs this bundle of system makes more sense that way because otherwise it just seems like why would they go you have to buy 10 songs because you buy a playlist they're not talking about just buying singles anymore
1: well, and there is, I mean, research suggests that people do like uh, subscription-based models when it comes to music, you know, monthly subscriptions to stream music, and yeah, the the whole idea of sharing and music, um, enjoying music being a social experience where IAZ has put together a playlist and, wow, I really like it, and I want to buy that playlist. I don't want to buy a song four on the playlist. Um, although I... I do think it's uh, some people are going to be uh, put off by having to buy songs in bundles, but it's a really interesting model. It's the only thing I odd. wish I could
3: use it. Is it odd that Spotify is going into the download business after being streaming only to anybody? Or is well,
1: it- I think they're only I, stronger with both. I
0: think when, when they uh, cut back on the, the amount that you get in the free service, uh, this is a way, because this is all available to the free service, right? The playlists and mm-hmm. everything. This is a way to make a little more money off the free service. They're like, look, you can't you can't listen to as many tracks as you used to, but now you can just buy some tracks. If yeah. You really right,
1: yeah, they went down from 20 hours a month to 10 hours yeah. a month, which is a really big cut.
0: know, do you use any of these kinds of services? I know we can't use Spotify here in the U.S., but do you use RDO or Pandora or any of those?
2: You know, I think I have a free Napster account that comes with my Best Buy because I spend too much money there. They've oh, now man. given me a free Napster account, and I don't really. Uh, I think I'm... Uh, just over that age group, and I'm into that not acquiring as much music category. Um, But, you know, I think subscription is one of those really interesting things that has never caught on, and I've sort of never understood it. The value seems to be really good, and the technology has gotten better so that you really can, you know, pay a monthly fee and use it. I think if it had ever come to Apple's line of devices, if if Jobs had ever said, there's this great new thing called subscription music. Instead of panning it, uh, I think the world might be really
0: different. And uh, that—that—that's supposed to still be coming, right? I mean, that's—that's that's the idea. Is we're still going to get some sort of music in the cloud service.
2: Well, music in the cloud doesn't necessarily mean subscription. I mean, it could mean that you buy the music um, and can get it from any device. Um, but it certainly opens the door uh, to subscription. You know, they might say, you know, Steve's also famous for you know, panning something until it's available in the form that he wants and then saying, here it is. So we could still see it. All
3: right,
0: let's move on to our uh, daily check-in on Sony. Uh, Today was the House hearing on what happened at Sony. Sony did not send anyone. And so Chair of the Subcommittee of Commerce, Manufacturing and Trade, Mary Bono Mack, laid into him. She said she's deeply troubled by the data breaches and the decision by both Epsilon, uh, remember them? They're the ones, they're so glad that Sony had this hack because nobody remembers them anymore. But they, <laughs> they lost thousands of email addresses. Uh, and uh, Epsilon and Sony, neither one testified today. She said, this is unacceptable. Uh, the single most important question is, why weren't Sony customer, customers notified sooner of the cyber attack? Uh, and she said Sony should have notified customers instead of putting a public message on its blog. And yeah, she's just she, really Yeah, she, denigrated she
1: seems to think the... The, uh, the put, putting up a notice on a blog while uh, taking more time to have to update everybody via email which does take time. I mean, we're talking millions of users was a real slap in the face. Right. In essence, they a had a A half-hearted attempt to, to keep everybody informed on a blog of all places. I mean, that is the fastest way to do it.
3: Could have sent him a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, this representative was saying that customers had to search for this information, and why didn't they just email them? I mean, that seems like, well, this probably would have been just, well, they just are faster. emailing everybody. It's just faster to put up a notice first and then contact everybody. But
0: then Sony went to their blog mm-hmm. and responded uh, to, to the, uh, the, the congressperson. Uh, with a, a publication of the letter that Kaz Hirai had sent to the U.S. House of Representatives in lieu of testifying.
3: Yeah, it's actually hosted on Flickr. You can see Kaz's uh, letter. It's eight pages. And he actually goes to great lengths exp- like answering all the questions that they had f- uh, for Sony. So I'm kind of confused why they used Flickr, actually, for this. I mean, so nobody can hack it? So I nobody,
1: mean, uh, yeah. and the letters it's a scan
0: dated. Of the, it's a printed letter. I don't know. The
1: letters dated May 3rd. So, this is something where it just nobody read the letter. And so they're like, where is Sony? Why aren't they here? This is a slap in the face, those bloggers.
0: Maybe the page, maybe the page forgot to give Mary Bono Mac the uh, copy of the letter. <laughs> Kenneth. Anyway, the letter has some really interesting uh, tidbits in it. Uh, it, it. It puts out a timeline of the events. Apparently on April 19th, Sony noticed that 130 servers had an unscheduled reboot. That's when they were tipped off that something was wrong. They started investigating that. Took them till April 20th to find evidence of an attack. And stolen info. And that's when they brought in a security team. They talked to the feds a couple days later. Uh, the security team took a while to notice this because they were busy fighting off the DDoS attack from Anonymous. They also claim they found files on the server called Anonymous with text, We are Legion, in them. So, Anonymous definitely contributed to the attack in that they were distracting the security researchers from dealing with it because of the denial of service attack. And obviously, whoever uh, they say is a very sophisticated intrusion into the PS3 servers. And whoever did the intrusion obviously wanted to make it look like Anonymous was responsible. Although Anonymous says, We're not. We're not the ones who did the intrusion.
3: Yeah, Sony also mentioned
2: just ruining the word Anonymous. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know. It's really I've seen a couple of headlines now with uh, where they mean anonymous, like in other words, unattributable, but now it gets confusing. You're like, does that mean the those guys and the guy fox masks? Or the other anonymous.
3: Sony was trying to explain that they actually went to three different security firms to back them up because they have 130 servers, they had to go through everything, and it looked like whoever was attacking them was actually covering their stuff up on top of it. So it was very difficult to find out what was going on because this was getting covered up back and forth. And that's why they couldn't definitively say anything about the credit cards. They kept saying that we couldn't find evidence that they weren't stolen. And that wasn't evidence that they, they were safe. And that's what, that they were trying to be cautious when they were giving out their excuse me, their press releases.
0: Now, we also mentioned uh, players will get 30 days credit on Sony Online Entertainment, on the PlayStation Network, uh, and on Curiosity uh, once those networks actually do go back online. Uh, Sony Online Entertainment also plans to give all DC Universe Online players a Batman-inspired mask.
3: (laughs) I think that's going to placate a lot of people. I mean, it's it's a nice looking mask. It's Batman inspired, so it's not uh, actual Batman mask.
0: Now wait, is this a mask for your in-game character, or is it an actual mask that you get, uh, you know, physical? I
3: hope it's real life copy. I, of. Oh, me
1: yet. too. I I don't. I I want to wear this. Look how cool that is. Aerodynamic. It's a nice blue. Fits like a glove. She Looks a like there's head. a Catwoman
0: and Batman version.
1: Great. Uh, no, I don't know. I think it's silly to give people masks and hope that you know we're all even. It's square. not wrong, but no,
0: it certainly doesn't fix everything. No, yeah, especially no. if somebody gets their credit card uh, stolen. And, and Sony continues to say, "State major credit card companies have not reported fraudulent transactions as a result of this attack." So even though we have other anecdotal evidence, uh, let's move on to AOL and their earnings report. Uh, reported first quarter display advertising revenue grew four percent. To 130.5 million, and everyone's celebrating. Doesn't matter that their profits are like in the toilet because they bought Huffington Post, so the the profits fell like something like 80 some percent. Advertising revenue fell 11 percent. Total revenue fell 17 percent. Revenue from dial-up subscriptions dropped 24 percent. Uh, it's you know it's. It's all bad news except for the display ads.
1: But, I mean, CEO Tim Armstrong is like, yes, we're making investments. Um, We're trying to grow the editorial side of our company, and we spent a lot of money recently. So the numbers aren't, you know, he's not surprised by the numbers. And I think that a lot of, um, you know, investors aren't surprised by the numbers as well because they you, you kind of knew what you're going to get before today.
3: I think people are also celebrating because the revenues were expected to be something like $526 million and they made 551. So while they were expecting to lose a ton of money again compared to the last quarter, they didn't lose as much. It's that same stock.
0: Do you, do you think that AOL is actually turning the corner, Ina?
2: Well, I mean, they're doing something. I mean, I think if you contrast it with uh, – I'm not going to name any other names, but I'll mention a color, purple um, – You know, companies that are in a turnaround mode, I I certainly think you see AOL saying, here's our strategy and here's what we're doing to go after it. I think people are less clear on uh, what some others, maybe Yahoo, are doing to sort of turn around that business. Whether it'll work is another question, but I think, you know, these aren't easy businesses to shift. And, you know, what's amazing to me is that AOL still has a dial-up business at all to depend on is pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, Um, I know. It's uh, 200... $215 million business,
2: which, you know, in this day and age, uh, you know, and it it does speak to the fact that, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a curve and we're at one end of it and uh, there's still people, um, although, you know, even my 90 something year old great aunt moved to Gmail. So uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, they know that that clock is is ticking, um, but I think they are making some investments. And I think Uh, It will be really interesting to see if some of these pay off and they are doing interesting things that I think the industry will benefit from things like patch, which is a small scale journalism project to do really neighborhood journalism and make it work. Well no one else is really trying that, I mean in San Francisco we're lucky enough to have some really cool local news startups, but in a lot of places nobody is covering local news. So um, I think we're benefiting, you know, everyone loves to cast aspersions at AOL and I'm not Saying that these things will work, but I'm glad somebody's trying them.
0: I, I agree, although I'm I'm not sure that you aren't being a little harsh on Alice Walker uh, when you <laughs> compare AOL to the color purple. <laughs> let's uh, let's move, let's move on to uh, Warner Brothers acquiring Flickster. Flickster is the parent company of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, they bought Flixster. It looks like it'll be somewhere between 60 and $90 million, depending on how you look at it. Warner Brothers Home Entertainment Group will use Flixster's brand and its technical expertise to launch a number of initiatives to grow digital content ownership. What
1: does that mean?
0: Including a recently announced customer application called Digital Everywhere. It's the idea that once you buy a video, you can access it on all your other devices. You You can authenticate across all the different platforms.
3: Now, Flixster is like also like a movie. Is it recommendation engine? Is that what it is, or it's like a social movies kind of site thing?
0: I use it as a, I use the app to look up uh, movie times mm-hmm. and ticket prices. They have a nice app. And they have the Rotten Tomatoes uh, ratings built right in. So when you're trying to choose a movie, you can see the Rotten Tomatoes rating immediately.
1: Now, of course, they say Rotten Tomatoes. You know, it's 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 going to operate as is, just because of course, if Warner Brothers owns Rotten Tomatoes. And Warner Brothers has some, you know, crappy movie and they don't want it to be on the homepage. I mean, obviously no one's going to use Rotten Tomatoes if they think that Warner Brothers is gaming uh, the rating system. But I still have a hard time with one of the movie studios owning this agnostic service that I use regularly
0: well and they do say that Flixster will continue to operate independently they're going to stay in Los Angeles for Rotten Tomatoes they're not going to they're not going to move them all into the Warner Brothers building or anything Mm -hmm. like that so hopefully that will preserve that independent ability to review
3: so, yeah, yeah, it'll have to. One of the things about Blu rays, it was supposed to be much more online. You're supposed to be able to get new content. I know Disney has this like membership club so you can get new content as well. I mean, this makes a little sense with the Warner Brothers Home Entertainment uh, section that they could recommend other movies based on the, D- the Blu ray you've put in. Because all these Blu ray players need to be internet connected. I think that's the new standard 1.2 or something like that.
0: What I would like is if Flickster could just tell me where to watch. A movie, whether it's on Netflix or iTunes or Amazon On Demand or, or you know, available in, in uh, Voodoo. Voodoo just added a bunch of new TV titles. Not all of them are HD. Uh, that
1: would be great. The
0: big confusing thing right now is who's got what? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it's hard to tell. Uh, And we know that people are starting to watch streaming more and more. Digital Entertainment Group reporting DVD sales fell 20% year over year in the first quarter. So Warner Brothers is smart in getting on top of this and saying, you know what, We we need to be in this game. We need to be in this business as much as
3: possible. Yeah, streaming seems to be such an attractive option, even if it's lousy content. I know I've watched a lot of bad TV shows just because they stream. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a chance. I can watch 20 of them. Maybe it gets better. Yeah, consumer spending
0: on streaming and subscription services uh, rose 33% to $695 million in the last quarter.
1: It's going to stick. People like it.
0: This internet thing. I think, I it's, think gonna, it's got legs. It's I think it's going to work out. All right, shall we move on to the news fuse we then? We shall. If you clicked delete cookies in certain browsers, you'd still have to do another step to remove flash cookies because they're not the same thing adobe's next version of flash however will allow ie and chrome users to get rid of flash cookies without that extra step increasing security while removing a step good on you adobe nicely
1: done Pandora is about to get hilarious because it's added 10,000 comedy clips from over 700 comedians. Pandora is actually using its comedy genome project, which will analyze jokes, kind of like how the music genome project analyzes music. So if you're looking to discover new jokes similar to your old favorites, Pandora can actually help out with that. But in place of a thumbs down, if you don't like the joke, I suggest a cane animate from the side of the browser and just pull you onto the next joke or
3: that or
2: rotten tomatoes
1: or a rotten tomato <laughs> well rotten I, I tomatoes are so that. corporate now, Ina. I
3: don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Isis was developing a standalone NFC payment system fired by Discover. The Wall Street know. Journal is reporting that Isis is rethinking things and the system would let Visa and Mastercard accounts be use, uh, usable. By getting along with these credit card giants, payments by NFC in the United States might actually become a reality. Just swipe.
0: Next time you board an American Airlines plane, you might be able to order more than just food. The company is testing a service that would allow you to stream on-demand video content to your Wi-Fi-enabled device, bringing them into the 21st century. Uh, the system is powered by AirCell, which will provide content from the ground, beamed to the plane. Pricing has yet to be determined, and we don't know what kind of restrictions they're going to put into place, but expect to see this by the fall.
1: American Airlines. I huh. just
0: want Wi-Fi on my
1: planes. It just, Yeah. Food could be better, too, but that's a whole nother ballgame. Apple Insider is reporting that Mac users will be able to get OS 10 Lion via the Mac App Store, and dev versions of Lion are already available in this way, so it isn't that far of a stretch to think that this will be the way it goes. Pair that with Apple's tendency to get rid of things like opti- optical drives on MacBook Airs, and that little rumor gains a lot of credibility.
3: A new scores report, yeah, I know everyone's excited, Woo! says that Facebook serves almost one-third of online advertisements in the United States. In just the first quarter of 2011, Facebook served up 346 billion ads of the 1.1 trillion ads that U.S. users have seen. That's double the amount of ads Facebook served in quarter one of 2010. Maybe that little Facebook company is going to make it. <laughs> just maybe. To Make it just like ads, the internet. Comscore. Apple announced new
0: iMacs yesterday, and teardowns show there's something special inside. Magic. It's Intel, an Intel Z68 chipset to be specific. Uh, that little chipset is not scheduled to debut to the rest of the world until next week, but Apple started shipping the new iMacs with the chipset yesterday, once again confirming that Apple can time travel.
1: Google TV's, uh, many would say less than spectacular mm-hmm. debut, has Mountain View Reevaluating its approach to the web video box, meaning that Google TV will probably get an overhaul, and it's possible we'll find out more at Google I/O next week. The plan is to get the new Google TV out by this year's holiday season.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, and Ina, you wrote this story up uh, for for Mobilized. Uh, is th- we've been hearing this for a while that Google's finally going to get better on the Google TV. I mean, do, do you have anything else to add to this that can give me more hope that my Logitech review unit will? Be better to use?
2: Well, the best thing is that this new version that's due out later this year should work on your Logitech
0: review, which is
2: something that we don't always see. You know, sometimes users are super penalized for being early. Um, In this case, you know, I think whatever they do will work on your box. So that's the first thing I think for most people who didn't buy one of these, the question is, why would I want to? And I think they're trying to find a different answer there. I think, you know, a lot of people assume this would be a cord cutting device. And i think they're going back to the standard interactive tv proposition which is we make your tv experience better and it seems like such a no-brainer i mean americans spend so much time watching television content wouldn't it be great if you could make that experience better and more interactive and time and again whatever the industry has been able to deliver people have gone "Eh," and gone back for their regular old remote control so Um, You know, I think it's interesting and probably necessary that they're focusing on not a cord cutting because uh, the Hulus of the world can block that, um, but still challenging to come up with what is it people want to do. Now I think a lot of the answer here is going to be apps. And I think we're over time going to see this answer from both Google and Apple. You know, Apple built iOS into the latest uh, Apple TV. You can't run iOS apps on it today, but boy, the architecture is sure there. And Google is saying you will be able to run Android apps on your TV. Um, And I think what this opens up is think of that huge flat screen TV you have as just a really big monitor for any kind of app. And I think once you look at the quality of games that are coming onto these Android and iOS devices and you think of it, there's no reason that that couldn't be your game system. I know.
0: If they give me uh, apps on my Google TV, 100% will change my opinion of it. Well, they will this year,
2: uh, this year. And at I.O., we probably won't hear too much about it, but there is a session for developers on how to get their uh, Android apps ready for uh, Google TV. So we'll have a little bit more to say on that next week.
0: All right, let's move on to the calendar.
1: HP Pavilion DM4X. used to be just DM4, but now there's an X on it. With Mm. Sandy Bridge is now on sale starting at $730 with upgraded models available. The 16-gigabyte Zune HD has dropped in price to $169. Uh, the 32-gigabyte version is now 200 or $199.99, which is the same price you would have paid for the 16-gig before the drop, so there's a little bit of a savings there. Microsoft has started shipping a security update for Windows Phone 7. Uh, it fixes uh, SSL certificates that were issued by Komodo after one of its resellers was hacked in March. Nodo's version 7390. The new security update brings the operating system up to 7392. But Ina, you were telling us before the show, people who didn't upgrade through their carriers are SOL, right?
2: Yeah, so one of the things that Microsoft said today is if you used an unauthorized mechanism to get to NoDo, uh, you're probably not gonna get this update or any future updates, nor is it gonna help you back up so that you can. Um, so I think they're taking a pretty hard line here on people using unauthorized updates, uh, which is a little bit interesting for a platform that's so new. You would think uh, that they need to hold on to, especially their enthusiast users. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they also want manageability and they're struggling to catch up. And what they said is, look, we want to get Mango out later this year. We want to do other things and we can't spend our engineering resources figuring out how you should update something that you weren't supposed to do in the first place.
1: All right, Nintendo has cut its Wii price down to $150, and they're throwing in Mario Kart. So, if you want a Wii, $150, you get Getting a Getting cheaper. Too. The HP Veer 4G will hit AT&T on May 15th for $100 as well, and Gadget uh, confirmed that the phone will support HSPA Plus in areas with upgraded cell towers, so they can call it a 4G phone.
0: Just think of it as an HSPA Plus. And not <laughs>
1: Tom has. Yeah.
0: It is the first of the post Palm acquisition era phones for me. And HP. it's the lamest one. Yeah.
1: Some people. But pe- it's so little. I know it's the size of a credit card and it folds don't out. Don't swallow and, it. And it's and it's cute. Some people have really taken offense to calling a phone cute. Okay. I don't have a problem with it, but yeah, whatever. Teach their own. The HTC Sensation is up for pre-order at Vodafone UK with a delivery date by May 19th, and some Star Wars on Blu-ray updates. The U.S. release uh, will be September 16th. The rest of the world gets it four days earlier on the 12th, and it will include 40, count them, 40 hours of special features. <laughs> Take a, week, a week, off week off
0: work. Oh, my go. goodness,
1: that's fun. Uh, and Mass Effect 3 has been delayed to quarter one of 2012. Sorry, if you wanted it earlier, you won't get it.
0: On to the voicemails. 260-TNT-SHOW is our a call line where you can leave us notes and tips and feedback. Uh, and if they're uh, very, fairly concise and packed full of information. We may play it on the show, like we're gonna do here from Dominic, who's got a good bargain for Canadians. Hi, uh, TNT crew, Uh, this is
2: Dominic from
3: Canada.
2: Uh, Interesting thing, went to Rogers, bought a new phone for my uh, daughter, a $20 phone, and turns out that if you purchase something new, they've got a promotion going, uh, where you get a free PS3 if you buy a phone. Now the phone cost me $20, and I made an adjustment to my account doing that, gave me a free PS3. Isn't it interesting how uh, things uh, change when a uh, company desperate?
0: Sony, that is. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. I have a feeling that this promotion was probably planned a long time ago and Vodafone, was, or I'm sorry, Rogers was like, nah, I guess we should do it anyway. Yeah, we already had a plan.
3: Free PS3s up till June 30th. Yeah. So if you want, you can get a cheap phone and a PS3 and you can't go online with it yet. The
0: either. network may be back up
3: by then. You think?
0: <laughs> I can hope.
3: And we got an email from Lon, not finding this story anywhere uh, on this, but I haven't had time for a blog post, but I thought I'd, you guys could spread the word. People are panicking when after ah! upgrading their iCal to the new Mobile Me version, their iCal calendars disappear. Don't upgrade to the Mobile Me calendar unless you are running Snow Leopard, and he provides a link to Apple's support site. If you do, the primary calendar becomes the one on Mobile Me, and your local calendar won't sync. Luckily, that same page has instructions for fixing the sync in the section. If you need to sync a computer with Mac OS 10 Leopard with the new Mobile Me calendar, follow these steps. Just talked a client down off the ledge. So this isn't like in the in the actual discussion forums. This is just a public service announcement that if you're going to change your calendars. Read the instructions first before contacting IT. <laughs>
0: All right. Good to know. Uh, also, Jimmy in the chat room uh, hasn't sent me a, a link to this, but he, he claims that the uh, folks who made the unofficial Windows Phone 7 updater have got a fix uh, for the Microsoft blockage. I haven't got a link, though, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep track on that and see if we find that. Ina, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate uh, having you on the show again. Uh, I, I missed you since I left CNET, so it was, it was nice to have you around again. Likewise. Good to see you. Let folks know what you're doing over there at Mobilized and how they can find the stuff you do. Uh, so,
2: you know, covering everything from a tablet and smaller uh, over at mobilized.allthingsd.com. Uh, hanging out with uh, Karen Walton, having a good time.
0: Excellent. Good folks over there, uh, too. So uh, great great to have you on. Uh, we we'll, we should probably get them on one of these days as well. Oh, Jimmy just sent me the link. Uh, sheet, Windows Phone 7 that won't update. There's a fix for that. Uh, Mary Jo Foley has it up. At uh, zdnet.com. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Twit.tv/tnt is our URL. You can give us a call two six zero tnt show, or you can uh, what's it, What's the other thing? Uh, e- email tnt
1: at twit.tv. At TV. TV. Yeah, yeah that's that old it. email. Right. Song and.
0: We should have we should have just an IM. Fax live
1: Just come on over. Yeah, just come uh, see, see us. us. Come see We're us. in
0: Petaluma. It's not we'll hard take us to, find. to lunch. Yeah, we'll eat it. We like burritos. Yes. And enchiladas. See you tomorrow. Fish
1: tacos, sushi. sashimi, Omelets.
3: Now people are going to send this in. It's
1: fine. <laughs> it's the idea.